What the hell is up? <laughs> we are back at it with another episode, you guys. And today I am so excited to talk to Steve and Mel. They are a vegan fitness apparel brand, and they're just killing it with the gains. I mean, they are showing people that you can live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle on a fully plant-based diet. They are compassionate vegans. They're activists. They have a podcast, which I was actually just on two weeks ago, so check that out. And without further ado, Steve and Mel, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Oh, thank you so yeah. much for having us. We're yeah. so excited. I want to hear all about your stories, how you guys went vegan. Today, we're going to cover health tips, fitness tips, and really just break it down for people. We're going to get into the bro science, the meat is manly myths, and all that just nonsense. So I guess, first of all, just uh, each of you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your background, your story, and who you are. You go first. Yeah, so uh, my name is Melissa. Um, I have always been an animal lover, lover, um, but sadly my actions didn't show it completely with uh, my choices with food and things like that. Um, but I always kind of related more to animals, more than people. Like forever growing up, I would go always straight to the dog at my friend's house and kind of ignore my friend. <laughs> oh, I feel um, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just could relate to them so much more. Um, yeah, I just love them. And then as I got older, um, I actually went to a farm with my family and um, I was cuddling these pigs um, all day. And um, I went inside and my mum was cooking sausages and I was like, hold on a minute. Like, this is weird. Like, I was just cuddling that pig and I made that connection. And um, I went vegetarian for a while um, mm. and then going through school and things, it kind of changed and the kind of, the ethics didn't really hit me um so yeah I, I, it was later on in life when we we sat down and watched something together that changed us but I'll let you explain explain that part cool um so I'm Steve um and from as far as I can remember uh I've been in a gym uh, even before I could join a gym I remember tying tea towels around my dad's toolbox in the garage and was training with dad's toolboxes so always been physically uh active and and training um and obviously um what comes around uh, within that sort of environment is eating animals animal products and uh, you, you always, as a smaller guy starting in the gym, you always look to the next biggest guy to ask for advice. And, and what's coming down the line is you have to eat chicken, rice, broccoli, eggs. So you just fall into that, that way of living um, and always bodybuilding. And that progressed. Um, and then I become sponsored uh, as an athlete and I would compete. So I compete in bodybuilding uh, under 100 kilos. Um, so yeah, I think that's maybe like 220 pounds sort of size. Um, so I'd compete in, in that sort of genre um, and, and was always uh, glitching. Um, we, we had a moment um, when I was with Mel. So I met Mel just towards the end of the last time I competed. Um, I was about eight weeks out. And um, I remember being in Tesco's and the, my coach had told me that the meal for that weekend was lamb chops and potatoes. And I remember walking down the, the aisle. We've got Tesco's here and I was walking down the aisle and I caught on the picture, uh, on the packet, there was the picture, like a, even a cartoon picture of this lamb. 
and that was it like i couldn't buy it like i'd glitched even though i wasn't vegan at that, that point and i remember phoning him up and i was like i can't buy this today like you've got to give me a different thing to buy i can't buy this um and then you know i always found it really difficult to suppress uh, buying animal products and eating animal products um and then obviously when i met mel uh we just started going to the gym because we met in the gym i worked in the gym uh we met in the gym and then we just basically lived in the gym like that's what we do uh we train all the time um and it wasn't until we watched uh the documentary game changers and that came on and i remember thinking like wow okay there's strength athletes there's bodybuilders there's people competing at real high levels and they're telling me, you don't have to eat meat, eggs, dairy, fish. I was like, wow, there's something really here. Like, this is great. And for me, it was so liberating because for the first time, someone had completely told me the opposite of what I had been told. And it fitted with what I actually felt like I was ethically, morally trying to do anyway. Somebody so, else's losses don't need to be your gains. And it's yeah, so true. 100%. And first of all, both of your stories, it's amazing to hear. I mean, Mel, with you, that connection of, you know, you're first going into your friend's house, you're always drawn to animals. And then one day you saw pigs and then you come home and you see that your mom is cooking sausages. Uh, a similar experience happened to me. And it was also really hard then after that experience going into school, being around your friends that I'm sure were eating a lot of pro products that contain animal body parts. And so it's, it's interesting how also social pressure could play into it, but then ultimately you found your morals, you found your values, you came back to, to being vegan. And then also Steve with you in the gym and, and, and that experience with seeing that packaging and making the connection with the lamb it's like what made you make the connection that one day versus any other day that you were buying other animal products it's interesting right yeah it's like we're so deeply conditioned we walk around with these blinders over our eyes and then yeah. just one day they're they're peeled off and it's like what is it what is that moment you know yeah. it's interesting and i don't know yeah. i don't know the answer to that i just think um, that's why we got to keep speaking up and keep creating content like you guys are doing. And with muscle, with vegan muscle gym wear, you're writing messages on clothing and you're doing activism in a community that really needs it. So talk a little bit more about the bodybuilding community and, uh, some of this bro science that you hear all the time. Yeah. So, um, so typically what happens is people start bodybuilding for different reasons. Some people just want to be fit. Some people are perhaps insecure and they want to go in the gym and they want to develop a body um, for loads of different reasons. But one of the classic things is when you go into a gym, you see people from the beginning all the way through to people who are competing. And you look to the next biggest guy and you look to see how he's training, what he's training. And, you know, the first thing you start doing is mimicking like, oh, OK, he's doing his bench press like this, like this. And eventually you start talking and you sort of say to that big guy, you know, I want to get bigger. Like, what do you eat? And it's just this sort of real bro science of you need to eat eggs, chicken, broccoli, rice. And it's almost just like um, this cookie cutter um, just dialogue that's just passed down from bodybuilder to bodybuilder to bodybuilder um, and has done over the years. Um, and I suppose it also goes with this like alpha, like people think like, oh, yeah, the more animal products you're eating, the more alpha you are, the more apex you are. Like, oh, I eat like 
10 chicken breasts like you know it's almost like a bravado thing thing um and maybe that stems from the insecurity and why people start bodybuilding perhaps i'm not sure but around the weight benches and around the weight stacks it's all about how much do you consume um and what animals you consume and it's sort of this alpha you know guys butting heads and all this sort of bravado um so yeah it's it, that's sort of what I've experienced throughout throughout my life, and it's probably why I fell into it because you just you look at the the next guy and you think, yep, okay, I want to be like this guy. I'm aspiring to have that size, to that have that strength, to have that muscle definition. And if he's doing X, Y, and Z, then I, the, the only thing I can do is follow his X, Y, and Z and follow what he says. And no one ever really thinks outside of the box. Um, and there has perhaps hasn't been that many vegan athletes out there. Right to counteract this argument. So one thing that I really love with vegan muscle is we're in the gym and we're training and you know, we're of certain size, shape, strength. And you see people sort of checking out across the gym like, well, that guy's like squatting 200 kilos and he's got vegan written on his t-shirt. Like that can't, and they come over like, their gears are jamming. Like, are you sure? Like, are you actually vegan? So it's great to normalize it. Yeah, and change that bro science thinking that like meat is like makes you strong and it's manly to eat meat. Um, that's partly why our slogan is the strong protect the weak. So like vegans protecting the animals. It's much stronger to stand up for the vulnerable and the innocent than it is to oppress them. Yeah. Um, so that's where that comes from. And like compassion is strength as well. Yeah. Because the biggest muscle is your heart. That's mm-hmm. the that's your most vital muscle. And to have compassion, that's so much strength is in that. Yeah. Um, so we love like people looking over at our gym wear and like seeing little messages and like planting seeds so that they can be like, actually, you know what? It is strong to protect others. Um, and it creates conversation in the gym as well, which we can always lead to veganism. So, so like a way in for athletes. Yeah, that's amazing. And what are your goals, Mel? Like, are you also in the bodybuilding scene? Are you more <laughs> focused on like weightlifting? What's because I'm curious, like how the how that differs between genders and so it's very it's funny you say that so i was um never really into the gym before i met steve even when i met steve i didn't want to go to the gym (laughs) my mum had won some tickets um for like a free session in the gym and that's when i met steve (laughs) um i remember going i was like mum this is just the one day (laughs) i won't be coming back and um yeah i went back every day since then um, and then started training with you and then since I've been vegan and we have the gym where I've realized how many people look over when there's like someone that someone aspires to be like so guys come over to you because you're big and they're like well where do you get your protein and I also want to be like a really good advocate for the animals as well um, because someone like me i i, I want to be in shape i want to yeah, yeah be yeah. an advocate for other girls or anyone to be like oh how how do you get in shape so i'm actually looking to maybe compete in next year um wow. on stage um this is something i would never normally do but i just feel like if you're if you're in a position where other people want to be or want to look like then it opens up a conversation so I'm doing it for the animals <laughs> because I'm very timid. I'm very shy and being on stage like that is everything exposed for me. So that's kind of what I'm going
going to maybe do. That's amazing. It's an ultimate form of activism because I always say you got to take things that you love and things that you do all the time and turn it into activism. So going to the gym and wearing the shirts is one. Artists may do paintings and make posters for actions. Songwriters may write songs about this. So I think that we, in order to make our activism sustainable, we should do things that we already love to do and incorporate animal rights into it. 100 yeah, percent yeah and, and normalize it in like mainstream fitness there needs to be more vegans out there so that all these bodybuilders can go actually i don't have to eat animals or animal products to be strong and healthy um it's but they almost need i think other people to be doing it so they can kind of have that reassurance yeah totally and so what was that transition i mean you there are uh, there's getting to be more studies in science coming out that shows oh my god you can become a huge massive bodybuilder by eating plants you know uh, but ba back when you were making the connection before you had even seen game changers i guess what are, were those steps that you took steve to inform yourself like where can somebody that doesn't have any information right now start so um back when i was beginning bodybuilding the issue was that the information you got came from the next biggest guy in the gym. Um, whereas now we have things like game changes. We have websites like nutritionfacts.org. We have amazing bodybuilders out there like the Bodybuilding Vegan. We have people like um, Paul and Gemma from Hench Herbivore's YouTube channel. We have all of the you know, YouTube. We have the YouTube and the, that wasn't around when I was beginning bodybuilding. There's so many resources to pull on now. Um, that you know you can do minimal research and you're going to find answers to these questions um, and there's loads of vegan coaches coming up and, and out and what's really good now is seeing these uh, people like Niami, people like Patrick Boumier you know that are headlining and showing people look you can be strong you can be big uh, and people now aren't perhaps listening to the next guy so much and they are doing a bit of their own research mm. um and i think that's massive for for it and for the animals it's brilliant because i'd like to think that you know although people have this like alpha you know bravado i like to think that people have got that compassion like somewhere because you usually get it of activism and it's usually the guys who have got the most alpha presence that once they crack, they actually do really open up. And, you know, when emotions are high, it's a good thing because it means they have got high emotions and they are triggered. So when you've got all these guys actually cracking in the gym, you know, we, we get it. They come over. Are you actually vegan? Where would you get your protein? I get my protein here. Yeah, but why are you vegan? It's, I'm against animals being harmed for my pleasure. Like, it's just simple. Um, it doesn't sit with my ethics and my morals. And, and I always tell people, listen, when I found out what happened to animals, yeah, I was a bodybuilder, but we had the discussion. I was willing to lose every muscle gain that I had ever got. I was willing to shrivel up, shrink away. And if I just barely survived as a vegan, then that was cool. Uh, and I was fine with it. It just so happens that the benefits of aligning your ethics and actions actually promotes health and, and promotes fitness and, and strength gains. Absolutely. I think that line right there about 
you know, we would rather eat dirt on the floor than eat an animal. And people ask me all the time, oh, what if you were on a deserted island? Well, first of all, I would follow the animals to the vegetation instead of just <laughs> killing the animal. And second of all, I'm not on a deserted island, so this is a completely ridiculous uh, statement. But I guess it comes to the point where if, it, if I were on a deserted island and I honestly had to kill the animal, I can honestly say I don't think I would survive. Like, I think it would just be my time. I would not be able to kill that animal. I I just can't, you know? So, uh, (laughs) it it is so true that you were willing to sacrifice whatever those gains were, because when we're looking at life and, and death here, we're looking at, uh, these animals either lose their entire existence or you gain what you think is muscle from them. You know, when then you find out, oh, my God, I can have better recovery times. I can gain more muscle. I can eat more protein or whatever it is and do this on a vegan diet. And it's so true that you see sometimes these really big bodybuilder guys that are not healthy, that are having whey protein, which we'll get into and talk a little bit about all the time where they're having almost too much protein for their kidneys. And you see some of these guys drop dead at like 45, 50 years old. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a worry I had because when I first met Steve, his blood pressure was through the roof and you would just like take the pressure monitor off and be like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. But I was like, no, that's not good. And then I did a bit of research and I realized a bodybuilder's average age is about like 45 years old. And I was like, Mm. he's like 33 at the time. I was like, oh my gosh. Like you may look great on the outside, but your insides were like suffering massively. And so that... When we went vegan and we realized that actually we were so much healthier and that was such a benefit, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so much better because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. You look like you're eating the right foods that we were told to eat, but it was awful what's happening. It blows your mind when you think about our species, how actually intelligent we are. You know, we can create cameras, laptops, wireless information. We can do all of this. Yet when it comes to what we should be actually consuming... It's like we've just got a complete block on it. And it's like, it's crazy when you think about what we know and and how much we're happy to still plead ignorance to is shocking. Mm -hmm. Especially with resources right at our fingertips from documentaries to undercover slaughterhouse investigation. It's like, how can somebody look at that footage and then consistently come up with excuses to continue abusing the animals? I just, it's mind boggling. And so I guess... I want to eventually talk about what you guys eat, what a day of eating looks like for you. And so maybe that'll be helpful for the audience. But before we get there, I guess, talk a little bit about how um, living in a non-vegan world sometimes is very painful for you. Like the fact that both of you are are together vegan is is amazing. I mean, having a vegan partner, everybody wants that that's vegan, you know? Yeah, like, um, I didn't realize how lucky we were because we both saw the same bit of footage on TV at the same time, um, which was the dairy industry. And we both went vegan on the spot together. It was just like, no questions. We didn't even talk. We just went in um, our kitchen, threw everything out that was had any animal products in. And we were vegan from that moment. Um, it then was really hard living in a world where you view everything so differently. Like going to a supermarket now is awful. It's horrendous. It's like going into like a graveyard that has been dug up. Um, you see these bodies of chickens and like the insides <clears throat> of animals. You see it as flesh. You see it like um, 
almost like a zombie movie. You know, like how zombies are eating the flesh. You, it, that's how you view it. And yeah. it's so weird because the week before, I was probably picking up a chicken breast, thinking I'll have a chicken curry. And it was just an item. I didn't even see, I didn't even connect that that was an animal in a, in a really weird way. Yeah. Um, and it was <clears throat> just hard seeing adverts everywhere on TV, happy <clears throat> cows with cheese. And it's <clears throat> like, this is all lies. Like yeah. everyone is lying to us and everyone else. And the first thing I did when we went vegan was tell everyone we know. And the response back wasn't the response I was thinking it would be. Um, because everyone I love and care about, is very compassionate they've always loved animals and i thought they just don't know just like i didn't know so i'm going to tell the world everyone needs to know because they'll change immediately but i didn't realize people's reactions i think a lot of the time is a trigger reaction um and that was quite hard to deal with um so yeah i'm really grateful that i've had you to come home and cry cry with and be like i don't understand now the world that i'm living in because i feel like i've unlocked the door into the most darkest room and it doesn't feel like it's it should be even real so yeah how about you how did you yeah we, we had a mix we had we i think it's lucky because there was the two of us so on days where my world fell apart mel could carry us through that day and likewise where mel's days fell apart i could carry us through and yeah we we did have days where we both broke um you know you go out to do some activism and you'd have a particularly rough time and you just think why is why are people not getting this? It's really hard. And what people don't appreciate as an activist, you're seeing animals being slaughtered daily for hours. Um, you're there, you're reliving it. You don't ever become numb to it. Um, and the more activism you do, the more footage you see. And also when you go vegan, like you get like the first layer of like animal abuse, like what we eat. And then all of a sudden things start dropping in like, oh my God, like horse racing. Oh my God, like animal testing, animal testing vivisection, this. And then and there's more and more layers and you learn more and more and more. Um, and it can be super heavy, like really, really heavy. And for me, um, the emotion sadness runs very close to anger. Uh, if I get really sad, I get very cross. Um, and that's another reason why the gym has been a good outlet for us because I can go in the gym sad and angry and train it out. Um, so that's almost been like a release point, like a positive release. Otherwise, it can become very heavy um, because you realize it, there is just the, what these animals are going through is there's no other injustice like it. It's horrific. It is the worst injustice. Mm -hmm. um, and I can be just talking about it and get emotional, get a lump mm -hmm. in my throat, just thinking about what they have to go through. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, it can be heavy. And then you take it to living bed in as a, well. Living in a non-vegan world. Yeah, you take it to bed, you don't sleep well. Even even now, like we've been vegan about two and a half years two now. Two and a half years now. And um, just, <clears throat> I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's important to... Sorry, do like fun things together as well? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it is the worst injustice because it's the longest running injustice and it's an injustice that people literally laugh about and mock yeah. vegans about and totally don't care about. And it's an injustice that normal everyday people participate in. And there's a great quote and it's basically in short says, what would you be doing in times of World War II, in times of slavery? You're doing it right now. 
Yeah. And so it really goes to show how this violence has become so normalized. But I do think that in the age where we have social media, where we're able to reach a lot of people through photos and videos, through films, we're able to get this information out there further. And there's three stages of truth. And the first stage is ridicule and humiliation. And the second stage is actually violent oppression, where people will actually get angry and really defensive and not want to change. And, and that's the reaction that we as vegans are evoking from people. And then the third stage of truth is acceptance. And that is what we're working towards. And in the five and a half, six years that I've been vegan, it's amazing to see the wheels that have been turning in the family and friends around me. It's not a fast process by any means. But yeah. in just those six years, there have, has been a lot of change. So I can only imagine five years from now. But it's also one of those things where I'm like, this is an urgent pressing matter. These animals are dying now. Like, I don't want yeah. you to stop uh, and reduce your meat consumption. I don't want you to just, just have dairy or eggs every once in a while. I want you to see their suffering and stop completely and use your voice to advocate for them. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It takes nothing away from a person to be kind to animals. And yeah. so with all the products that are in the market today, you're not sacrificing taste. You're not sacrificing texture or really any sort of pleasure. Right. 100%. So yeah, it's, I completely relate to your feelings. I'm sure those that are listening that you guys have also gone through similar experiences with friends or family. Um, but I think we, we need to stay strong. And it kind of goes to show that when I meet other vegans, it's like an immediate connection. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like I've known you guys forever. You guys just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. And I think um, when we joined, like when we started doing activism, having that vegan kind of family around you, supporting you was vital. Um, yeah. You have to connect with other, other people with the same ethics and morals as you to kind of realize that you're not crazy um, because a lot of the world kind of labels you as crazy for being vegan, which is really weird because it's the most compassionate lifestyle you could choose. Um, so yeah, I think just having connections with vegans is so important for mental health and, and things like that. Yeah. And so speaking of mental health and speaking of just health in general, I want you to each walk me through your morning, your nighttime routines and what you eat in a day to maintain your physique. So, um, we get up, um, I get up about half seven, uh, we've got chickens, we've got rescue chickens, so I let them out and sort them, <laughs> um, and then uh, feed the dogs, we've got two dogs as well, and then I go in and make our breakfast smoothie, um, so that consists of oats, um, banana or blueberries, um, peanut butter, spirit, spinach, uh, spirit, uh, spirulina, spirulina, yeah, flaxseeds, chia, black seeds and protein powder um, and water and blend it all up. And that's our morning smoothie that we have every single day. We just love it. We use uh, the Viva Life, Viva Life Perform. Amazing. I was going to ask you. It's great. Yeah. I love Viva Life. Yeah. Super clean too. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, Amazing so company. We just love them. Yeah, we have the salted caramel protein <laughs> powder, which is so nice. <laughs> and then, so um, And then we usually go to the gym maybe like 9, 10. Yeah. It changes depending how busy our day is. Um, we spend about an hour in the gym. We try and do about 20 minutes cardio. Uh, the rest of the time it's like weightlifting. 
Um, and then we come back for lunch. Do you want to talk about lunch? Yeah, so um, for the gym, we use, again use Viva Life. Uh, we use their pre-workout and we put five grams of their microlyzed creatine with the pre-workout and take that. And then intra-workout, we use the Viva Life Sustain, which is like a, a ECAA, like your essential amino acid mix whilst you're training. Um, and then post-workout, another one of their shakes when we come back. <clears throat> and then anything, um, it changes up. So depending on what we were trying to do, our main sources of carbohydrates would be like quinoa, rice, white potato, or sweet potato. Um, and then we'll have either things like seitan, tofu, chickpeas, black beans, lentils, legumes. And then we'll chuck the veg on top, broccoli, cauliflower, green beans, um, sometimes peas, not too many peas, more green beans. Um, and then again, dinner would be really similar to that. And then at least once a day, we put together this smoothie bowl. Um, I think Mel came up with it and it's awesome. So we take a, a block of cauldron tofu, um, open the packet, drain it a little bit, chuck the whole block into like a Nutribullet like or crumble a, it, crumble a, it a, in a blender. Or it gets stuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stick some frozen blueberries in there. Uh, frozen blueberries, block of tofu, a little bit of the Viva Life protein powder if you want, adds a bit of flavor, and a really, really, really small amount of soy milk and blend it up and it comes out like thick, like a, like yogurt. a yogurt. And then we may mm. stick sunflower seeds, chia seeds, nuts, um, flax seeds, bananas. You can make it up basically. Check whatever you want on fruit, there. Yeah. Um, and that's super high in protein, really easily absorbable. Um, and then yet yeah, we try and make sure we get at least two liters of water a day, every wow. day. That's a lot. Um, and yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and we also use uh, the Viva Life's multi-nutrient. Uh, they've got like a little multi-nutrient pack. We take one in the morning, one in the evening. Just covers you for... Like B12, zinc, mm -hmm. calcium, things like that. Vitamin K's in there, I think. There's so much in there. Um, just covers that. you. Yeah, it's really good. It's actually designed for vegans on a whole food diet. So um, it's really cool. It's not just a vegan product. It's designed with vegan nutrition in mind. Um, and yeah, that's sort of our, our go-to things. Um what else do we have? Like for snacks sometimes, I like pita bread with peanut butter and banana. Yeah, <clears throat> carrots me. and hummus. Carrots, hummus, mm. celery, hummus. <laughs> Try and keep it whole foods. We don't have too much processed stuff. Um, as a bodybuilder, sometimes I need a bit more. So um, I like the um, Vivera. They do like a soy breast. I don't like calling it chicken breast because it yeah. freaks me out. So yeah. I, ha I call them soy breasts. So they do Vivera soy breasts um, and we have them. Um, they're really cool. Uh, maybe some vegan um, soy balls, you know, mixed up with some rice and some chopped tomatoes. But yeah, we sort of mix it up. Um, don't try and make do, it. Doesn't soy give you man boobs? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, isn't it so? That, so oh, everyone we have to that. debunk this so much. Please. Actually, for anyone listening, soy actually boosts your testosterone because it has phytoestrogens within it, and that is basically like the jigsaw puzzle of estrogen. So soya will actually increase your testosterone. The study done on the estrogen levels was done on rats. Which is it's now debunked It's crazy well. how we think that it's just because it works on rats. Yeah, it's debunked anyway. Um, so yeah, no, eat a as much of, soy as you can. A lot of bodybuilders actually wish that was true so they'd have a bigger chest. <laughs> like, I wish it was yeah. true. I wish it was true too then, you know, yeah. triple Ds. I mean. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Tofu is 
one of the most oh, we were talking about it the other night it's one of the most awesome things you can make it in a sweet you can make it in a savory you can do whatever you want of it it's so versatile it's just i love it so much we must eat two blocks of tofu a day easy yeah, Maybe yeah, more. we do, yeah. We do like yeah. tofu. And it's, it's cheap, great. it's affordable, it's high in protein, lots of nutrients. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's great. And there's so many different soy products that you can do from tempeh as well, which I absolutely love. You can yes. do edamame, yeah. Buddha bowls, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's just an endless amount of options, but I guess what would you tell people that are maybe looking to gain more muscle? Like, do they have to eat excess protein? What would you tell somebody that's looking to lose weight? What I would say um, is don't just, I mean, we sort of know our bodies quite well now. So if I want to get a bit bigger, we just increase what we're eating. And if you want to get a bit more tuned up, then you sort of decrease what you're eating. But to begin with, you're not going to know what your body likes and how it responds to certain foods. So I would personally recommend a really good app called Chronometer. Um, I really like it. Um, it's really simple to use. It's a version of MyFitnessPal, but it's free. Um, and on there, you put in your height, your weight, your goals, what you're trying to achieve, and it will tell you your daily macros where you should be you should be following, whether your goal is to increase size or to lose weight. Um, and it will also tell you if you're insufficient in a micronutrient because everyone concentrates on macronutrients, your proteins, carbs, and your fats, but no one thinks about vitamin K, vitamin E, vitamin A, and all, all these other vitamins. So. It concentrates on them, and if you're low in them, you can press on it, and it tells you where in your day you had the highest amount of that vitamin within your meals. Mm -hmm. So I think Chronometer is a really good place to start tracking what you're actually consuming because when you start writing it down, you'd be surprised. And a lot of people actually undereat. Um, they don't eat too much, and the body then goes almost into like a, a starvation mode, and it starts to hold more food. So you need to be making sure you're unlocking your your body's ability to burn fats by eating enough calories and then becoming in a deficit through exercise wow okay and, and what i've noticed with my body is like i enjoy like i have to just listen to my body sometimes yeah. like, i will just eat like a whole bunch of a, a huge huge salad and yeah. somebody will look at that and be like you're gonna eat all of that and i'm like i I have to eat more because a lot of the things that I eat are lower in calories and yeah. I will be hungry if I don't eat all of this, but you don't end up being like so stuffed and full, you know, like remember when you were um, eating big quantities of animal products? Like I remember yeah. in, in the U S we have Thanksgiving, which um, you know, you're, you have a big Turkey, Turkey body on the table. It's freaky and whatever, but you would have this meal and literally fall asleep after because you yeah. just felt yeah. so stuffed and full yeah. and, it's so, yeah. you could eat so much food as a vegan and not feel that way. Yeah. yeah, because when we did eat animals, we just thought that was a normal thing after food. You just feel really sleepy. <laughs> and when we went vegan, it was like, I don't get this feeling. I don't get that massive bloaty feeling anymore. And that sluggish feeling. We just have food and we just feel fueled up, like ready to go. Yeah. There, there is so much science. I mean, check out nutritionfacts.org yeah. and just put in in there, like, you know, what your body has to do to break down animals' flesh or animals' secretions. We're not designed to be putting it in us. And, you know, there's so much, it goes against the grain of your body. Um, and when you yeah. start eating a vegan diet, your body is just like, oh, thank you for that. Like, finally, some actual nutrition. You know, I had IBS, I had joint inflammation. Mm -hmm. 
us in a, such a bad way. Um, and, and you know, the other thing is, it's not like it doesn't take two weeks for you to start feeling different. Literally 48 hours of stopping consuming animal secretions and animal flesh. And you're like, whoa, my body's starting to come out of this lull that I've been in. Your energy levels are up. Everything's all good. Physicians Committee Committee for Responsible Medicine is also a great resource too, which yeah. shows people scientific proven studies. It's just it's funny because I feel like these people that eat animals just regurgitate Joe Rogan and yes. studies yeah. that are not actually factual and yeah. studies yeah. that yeah. are funded by the meat dairy and egg industries, pushed by the meat dairy and egg industries, and it's just it's it's sad that they have so much money, millions, actually billions of dollars that go into these advertisements which trick people into yeah. thinking that there's something healthy, nutritious about these products. Whenever you eat a piece of animal flesh, you are playing Russian roulette with your health. You are exposing yourself to salmon, uh, salmonella, uh, bacteria, parasites. I mean, so many diseases and viruses yeah. come. You, you can only imagine how dirty yeah. rotting flesh is. Yeah. 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 yeah, you know, you, you're playing, uh, you exactly put it right. You're rushing roulette with your life and you know that you've paid to close the eyes of another life. Mm -hmm. and you just think, what are we doing? Like, what is going on? We've got to wake up. We've got to see what's going on. It's unacceptable at this point. So yeah. walk us through some of the designs that you have at Vegan Muscle and where and how people can buy some of these <clears throat> uh, apparel items. So um, we have got the women's sports bra that's just come out. Um, and on the back of that is the slogan, Compassion is Strength, which I love so much. So like if you're doing like your lap pull down, people from behind can read Compassion is Strength and be like, oh, interesting. And um, yeah, the Strong Protect the Weak um, is on the back of the crew neck as well. Um, and we've got a few new items that are going to be coming with a few new different slogans, which will be really cool. Just kind of planting like positive seeds in people's minds. And um, we we kind of want to be like approachable in the gym for people to come over and chat to us about about it. Um, so yeah, all you can find all, all of our stuff at veganmusclegymwear.com um, on Google or uh, find Vegan Muscle Gymwear on social medias. We're on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, yeah. yeah. Have I missed anything? <clears throat> uh, we got the bamboo vest. I personally really love the bamboo okay. vests. Um, just amazing. Just an amazing material. And all of our stuff is designed to actually be functional. So it's not just um, a T-shirt of a logo. It is designed and, and made with being in the gym in mind, but also representing for the animals whilst you're doing it. One of my favorite things we've got on our website is train hard, but represent harder. And I love that with our clothing, that it's functional. It feels right. It stretches. It moves. It's yeah. how you want it to be in the gym. Yeah, but it's... we've got the animals at the beginning. Yeah, and it's all completely vegan, even down to our packaging, the glues, absolutely everything. Um, we've even got soy rink is on here. Soy rinks, um, yeah. So, yeah, there we nothing that's not vegan in our gym wear. Yeah. It's amazing. And also on your YouTube at Vegan Muscle Gym Wear, you have 
uh, some tutorial videos on training. So if you're look, if somebody is looking for tips on how to get bigger biceps, this <laughs> is what you should do when you train your shoulders, or this is you know a proper form. You can also people can go check out some videos on your YouTube. And so I guess how do you guys train? Do you do legs one day, arms another day, resistance training? What are some tips for for hitting the gym and getting stronger? So, um, yeah, I've still sort of stuck to the same routine for, for years. It works for me. Uh, for me, uh, it's leg day on a Monday because it's just get it out of the way with. So you start with legs on a Monday and I go quad dominant on a Monday. On a Tuesday, it's shoulders and triceps. Wednesday, we do back and biceps. Thursdays is legs again. And we concentrate a bit more on the posterior, like hamstrings and glutes. Fridays is chest and Saturdays is arms. We do about an hour um, of resistance training. Um, I like to train anywhere between maybe 12 reps to 20 reps and just keep it mixed up. And then we do around 20 to 30 minutes cardio afterwards at the end with some stretching just to keep body fat down. And, you know, if you've had too much good vegan food, we might up the cardio a little bit more. But <laughs> yeah, that's, like a, yeah, that's sort of a, like a general general rule of our training as, as what we what we do. Uh, yeah, and we vary again from simple sets where you just make, say, okay, I'm going to do chest press. Uh, and we, we do supersets, triceps, put three or four exercises together. The good thing that you, you want to get into is keeping your body guessing. If you keep the same training system and you keep repeating the same thing over and over again, it's going to become a little bit same, same. So you keep it guessing. You know, I know today that we'll go and train this body part. I don't really know what exercises we're going to do till we get in the gym, see what's free and uh, and go from there. It's a lifestyle. I mean, it's a yeah. real commitment and uh, it's <clears throat> impressive. Like I, I try to go to the gym in the mornings, some days a week, but it's not something that I'm a pro. Like if anything, I, I kind of just walk on the treadmill or I'll do like a, a few um, planks. Like, and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm working on it, but you guys have inspired me. How, oh, do you find, how do you find balance between work and also gym? Yeah, we're still trying to get our balance. We don't, we don't really have balance. <laughs> um, sometimes we're in the gym like really late and then we go to bed really <clears> late. But um, we're trying to really get our life balance kind of better. Yeah, because sleep is a really big important factor of wellness. Like sleep is really important. Um, and that's probably if we've got an area to improve on, it's actually knowing when to hit the stop button and recover. Yeah. For us, um, because of what we're doing and where we're, what we're trying to achieve, if I don't go to the gym, I feel like I'm letting the animals down. And if I don't keep the physique up, I feel like I'm letting the animals down. So, you know, of a nighttime, luckily our gym's 24-7 here. So we've been in the gym one, two in the morning sometimes just to fit them in. Um, I don't recommend anybody to do that. I've been, I'm 38 now. I've been training since I was 16. My body can handle that amount of pressure. Uh, if you're starting out, don't go to the gym at two in the morning. But um, yeah, um, that's something we've got to work on is keeping uh, in mind that recovery is the important factor because if you don't recover, you don't improve. Yeah, because also like it's not just work as well. Like um, we want to try and do as much activism as we possibly can and speak up for the animals whenever we can. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you go into the gym really late at night, the next day if you go and do activism, you may not be as, as like strong or... Um, you might be quite tired and and things. So um, 
yeah recovery is really important and that's something that we are trying to learn ourselves as well <laughs> yeah because sometimes the passion takes over yeah oh for sure for sure yeah. i just um started working for generation vegan and so on top of it like my actual career and work is animal rights which is amazing and that's the goal i just have to make sure i find that balance of like okay maybe some things can be for just me as well where i'm not talking yeah. about animals having their heads cut off you know yeah it's kind of yeah. dramatizing so. yeah because otherwise you burn out like take yeah. a day off and go to a sanctuary and cuddle animals and just, yes. yeah put your mindset back in a good place yeah exactly exactly i yeah. mean i also enjoy go there's so many great vegan spots in new york and just going out bringing some of my friends that are veg curious or you know taking them to some of these places i'm going out tonight with one of my friends who we rescued a pigeon last night she calls oh. me she's like oh my god i just found a pigeon in union square what do i do i was like i'll be there in 25 minutes just find a box put him in a box so she's like going through these like hurdles to rescue this bird and then i'm i'm wondering to myself what is she eating for dinner you know yeah well i often say that to people in outreach i was that person i said yeah. I'd, I'd save a pigeon from the road then i'd go home and eat a chicken burger and <sighs> Yeah, it, it all so disconnected. So yeah, disconnected. but the so compassion is there. Nat, your natural instinct is to rescue and save. Um, and even when I did eat animals, I never viewed an animal as food. So, like you know, you say about being on a desert island with a pig, what would you do? I don't even look at them as food. Even when no. I did eat them, no. I'd make sure the pig had something to eat. I'd yeah. find a pig. Yeah, he's like my no. buddy. I'd be like, you're my friend. Yeah, I'd be. Let's go find some food. Yeah. yeah, me too, me too. Yeah. So it's like when I go to dinner with her tonight, I'm meeting her tonight, actually. I'm just going to like slowly tread those waters and just be like, hey, you know, that yeah. was really great what you did yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you always got to start with positive. See your compassion. Yes, 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 yes. Your vegan heart was shining through. Yeah. 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 I, I like it. to call people a pregan. Yeah. <laughs> You're uh -huh. a pregan. And it's funny yeah. because I, when I, I went vegetarian, I was like 13 when I first was dipping my toes into it. Similar to what you said, Mel, like I would go back and forth because I was just like in school and I didn't fully understand why it was good to be vegetarian yeah, or vegan. Yeah, confused. And then, yeah. But her mother was actually the one that was like, you're too skinny, you are weak, you're tired all the time. And this messaging started getting into my head and I started thinking, oh my God, like I'm not getting enough iron. I'm not getting enough protein and maybe I am weak and too thin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you start being like, what? And yeah. then I obviously did my own research and you realize, oh my God, that's has not, what, eating animals has nothing to do with any of those things. Yeah, yeah, Veganism yeah. is not a diet. Yeah, no. lifestyle and you can yes. be an unhealthy vegan by eating potato chips all day but yes. yeah. obviously if you're eating a variety of foods and it's not hard no yeah yeah it's not hard yeah and then it's overcoming the obstacle like if you went to the doctors the doctors then would recommend you eat animals uh-huh so for mm. people like um i know some people in my family always listen to doctors <clears> over <throat> anyone else and it's so frustrating because it's like no like you've got to go by like the science not just by what they are saying to you actually look at it for yourself my I dad my dad was a really good advocate so my dad was really really ill oh 
our um, our battery's running low. We've got about ten minutes on the battery. Oh, we're, we're wrapping it up. Cool. Um, just quickly, uh, my dad was really ill. Uh, eight tablets a day for hypertension, heart disease, cholesterol. You name it. My dad was on it. Every three months, he had a blood test and they adjusted his levels. I went round to his house shortly after we went vegan. I said, Dad, we're going to save your life, but you have to do what I tell you to do. You're going to go vegan. My dad was like, okay, cool. Just tell him what to do. <laughs> really? And yeah. yeah. And he literally that evening, we threw his stuff away. We got him vegan food. And he went back for his next blood test, which was two months after, after it. The GP called him in to have a personal meeting with the GP. And he was like, what have you done? My dad was like, I've just been vegan. He was like, don't take any more tablets. You don't need one more tablet. He said, you, you're fine. He, my dad, that's nearly two years. My dad's gone yeah. back every three months. They just give him a thumbs up, like, you're all good. No more yeah. tablets. Yeah, I and guess he was plant-based, it was plant-based, wasn't he? Stuck to it. Yeah, yeah and yeah, now, because, yeah. yeah, he was plant-based, but it's now he's starting to look at what happens to animals, yeah. and it's, the ethics are now coming yeah. in. Because it was cool. I was like, Dad, now you're vegan. You realise that you don't pay for this, and you don't, and, and open the door up that way. I was like, did you yeah. realise, you don't do it now, but before it was this. And yeah. then, yeah, we made him watch Dominion, and I phoned him we up, and he was crying. Him, you- <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... That's yeah. amazing. My dad had a similar experience. My dad was pre-diabetic, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. He was had indigestion. And I told him, I was like, listen, you're taking all of these medications. Why don't you just try going on a plant-based diet? There's no cholesterol in plant-based foods. Like, just try it. See how it goes. And he, I want to say for about three months, was plant-based completely and it was then he went back for his appointment and was off everything like the doctor yeah. same sort of thing what what were you on uh now he's i want to say like 85 percent of the way there which i'm really working on him i just think he yeah. needs to keep hearing it from other people yeah and yeah he's a very yeah. social guy where he goes out with his friends and my dad will order a beyond burger but then his friends are picking at him and all of that and so he's trying to find his way and yeah so I try to do a lot of cooking and what and whatnot for him. And my mom has been pescatarian for a long time, so it's just pushing her to yeah. make the yeah. switch. They're gonna be they're gonna be there. Yeah. It's the worst. The worst. So I guess just one more time, where can everybody find you guys? And if they wanna reach out, what's the best way to contact you? Yeah, so always feel free to message us for any questions or just anything, even for someone who just needs a friend. Just message us and you can find us on Instagram at Vegan Muscle Gymwear. Um, that's also on Facebook, TikTok, um, and our website is veganmusclegymwear.com. Amazing. Thank you both so much. Thank you for sharing your stories. You both are so inspirational. I want to keep seeing these YouTube videos. Keep up the great work. And thank you for all that you do for the animals, the planet, and uh, and for inspiring all of us. Thank oh, you thank so, you so much, much for having us. Yeah, it's thank you. Amazing. And thank you for all you do as well. You're amazing. Yeah. Thank you. This was so much fun. And we're going to keep fighting on the good fight together. And you guys know the drill. Please like, subscribe, rate this podcast. It helps me out. You can follow Vegan Muscle Ginware on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. You can follow me at It's Jamie Logan. It's Jamie's Corner. And until next time, bye. Yay. <laughs> Yay.